we were able to reopen even in a modified way and keep the virus at bay. And I think these are the things you have to do in, a, in an environment where you're in a pandemic. Hi there, it's WAMC News Director Ian Pickus. On this episode of the WAMC News Podcast, I check back in with the Chancellor of the SUNY system, Jim Malatris. The last time we spoke, we were talking about a plan to test all SUNY students before they head home for Thanksgiving and the effective end of an abridged semester. Now, SUNY is laying out a system-wide plan for the return to campus in the spring. I spoke with Chancellor Jim Malatris on Monday afternoon. SUNY has announced a new plan for the spring semester. The last time we spoke, we were talking about a testing uh, regimen that you were putting in place for the fall semester. So take me through what will be different in the spring semester. Thanks, Ian. Um, I think what we found is when I became chancellor at the end of August, we wanted to bring a little more uniform guidance to the system and uh, required uh, testing on every campus as well as a uniform compliance document and then data transparency so our faculty, students, and staff can see what's going on. We see that that has worked large, in large cases. Uh, in many cases, uh, we've had a few blips along the way with some of our campuses, but we've done 378,000 tests on our campuses and they have a positivity rate of 0.47%. Um, we want to continue that forward motion. We see that there's an uptick in the virus all across New York State. Um, it looks like more general community spread. And you also see a great increase in the virus all across the nation. So we wanna take extra precautions. We know it's a fluid situation. So we put in place protocols, which we think are stringent enough to keep the virus at bay, but allow our students to come back in the spring. Uh, first, we start off with how do they leave in the fall with the exit testing where every student has to be tested on their way out. Uh, for Thanksgiving break, and then we transition to remote learning for the remainder of the semester. But then for the spring semester, we wanted to make sure we had additional protections as well. We're going to start, for instance, our uh, spring semester a little later than we normally do. We normally start in January. We're going to start in February this year to get through some of the colder months. We're going to change our schedule a little bit. We're going to cancel things like spring break, which I know is a bummer for many of our students, but we really don't want folks traveling all across the country right now. But in lieu of spring break, we're gonna give students days off throughout the semester so they can still have some wellness time and some time off because we think that's important. We're gonna test every single student that comes back to our campus on the way in um, to make sure that we are controlling the virus as students come back to campus for the spring semester. And then we're gonna continue our regular testing on our campuses to make sure that we're keeping the virus at bay. We're gonna take a little couple of extra health precautions uh, this time. We're gonna mandate masks now, be worn at all times, including uh, even if you can social distance. So in our classroom environment where you're social distancing, we're gonna require masks. Um, in even public settings, we're gonna require masks. Our students are basically doing it anyway. Our faculty and staff are basically doing it anyway, but we wanna memorialize that policy. And then we wanna wrap this all up with uh, a student's right to know. It's a bill of rights for our students so they know the rules of the road. I mean, this is really disorienting uh, for students. There's so many rules in place. So how many classes will be offered online at their campus next semester? How many classes will be hybrid? How many classes will be in place? Let's tell the students right up front what the expectations are um, so they can make informed decisions about whether they come back or not. Uh, whether they stay home and be more remote and all those things. So we think all of this together will allow our, uh, our uh, students to come back in the spring as well. 
Now, this is a single SUNY policy being applied to all the 64 campuses. Um, how do you how do you make sure that students are actually being tested before they come back? What does that process look like? And uh, I guess under whose authority can that be carried out? So, you know, there's a lot of different authorities there. First, the state of New York delegated a lot of responsibility to the uh, SUNY chancellor, the SUNY system administration, to make sure these were carried out. We are working with our our presidents, of course, at each of our individual campuses, they must work with their local health departments. So, and then we're working with our campus governance, our um, collective bargaining units, our labor unions, our faculty, our staff, our student associations. The way you really look at it is you can, first of all, see it in the numbers. Are students being tested or not? We require a dashboard. We have a dashboard at SUNY.edu where you can see all the data per campus. Are the campuses testing or not, you go right to our dashboard. It's updated as new information comes in. It must be updated every 24 hours. You can see right up in front for everyone to see whether campuses are testing or not and what the positivity rate is or not. So you'll know if campuses are testing or not just by that short case. But then you're working with your local health departments. You know what students are coming back to campus. It's been a pretty organized effort yet. And you really haven't seen students. I mean, I know there's been a little cynicism out there about our students, and I really think that's unfortunate. I think we've had a small number of our students have been violating the rules and protocol, but a vast majority of our students, they like to be back on campus. They're happy to be back on campus. They've been doing the right things. They've been doing uh, regular testing on campus. They've been following all the protocols. So I see everybody doing the right thing, even without all of the ways of verifying that it's actually happening because they want to keep the virus at bay on campus as well. Are you considering any restrictions on movements uh, or travel among students once they're back in the spring semester? The reason I ask that is we cover uh, private college, Williams College, in our listening area, and they uh, did a lot of what you're doing now in the spring semester for their fall semester, but they also went a step further and said students are not allowed to leave Berkshire County uh, while they're here. Is that something under consideration? You know, this is a fluid situation, and as the virus is either at bay or if it's increasing, you have to take additional mitigation efforts. And I guess the example I can give you is we have done certain things in the past to be mindful of broader community spread. Broome County, for instance, had an increase in COVID cases um, over the past several weeks where their positivity rate, I believe, was at over 4% at one point, which was much higher than it was even on our campuses. We have the University of Buffalo, which is a research center, and Broome Community College, the Commuter Community College um, on campus. We took additional efforts to first make Broome more remote um, as opposed to being on campus. And we basically uh, restricted some of the movement for our students at Binghamton University, not necessarily because we had a problem on our campus because of broader community spread. So we have taken those efforts. We try to, we try to be judicious about those efforts because we want to make sure that we're not unnecessarily restricting our students because they have been doing the right thing. But there have been cases where we've had to put more restrictions in, and we'll do that as, as they come up. Governor Cuomo said today 
it's really vital to keep the uh, percent of positive tests that are coming back uh, under 5% as the WHO recommends. Uh, and obviously, he's been uh, keeping track of the high cluster rates around the state um, as the percentage of positive tests has increased in, in some areas. Is there a number at which uh, you would decide not to bring students back to a given campus based on the local uh, COVID positive test rate around late January, early February? I mean, we're going to work. We've been working very closely with the state of New York, the New York State Health Department, and we'll continue to follow their guide, guidelines and rules and regulations. That's the important first step. So if that does change, we will, of course, will comply. We will be looking at this very closely um, to see what to do with some of our students. If there is a significant problem in a community, we probably would take additional efforts and maybe not bring our students back as fast because we don't want to put our students, our faculty and staff at risk. But we'll have to see it as we come uh, to that point in time in the spring. Our large concern, our biggest concern right now is how do we get our students safely tested and home back for Thanksgiving? Uh, we, we listen to Dr. Fauci like many other people do. He has noted an increase in COVID cases because of small gatherings. Thanksgiving itself is therefore a challenge because so many people like to gather and see each other for that holiday. So we're really focused on the wind down for this semester, but as the issues emerge, we'll be flexible and we'll adapt as we need because ultimately it's about maximizing the safety and protection of our students, our faculty, and our staff. Um, I'm, let's say I'm a parent uh, or a current student um, and I'm listening to this interview. Uh, it sounds like a very restrictive spring semester. You know, I've got to wear a mask at all times, uh, including in my dorm. Uh, there's no spring break to look forward to. Uh, there's probably no sports to attend. Uh, what's the case for, for doing in-person education in the spring semester, given uh, how different it will look? Well, I think, I, I think our students have done a good job of adapting and finding ways of having outlets of socialization, the socializing. At the same time, our students like to be back even in this more limited capacity. Quite frankly, they want to be in the classroom uh, overall. That type of learning environment, even with these new um, changes, I think are important for them. Working together in a course experience or a lab or a clinical practice, that's really important to the academic um, uh, process for students. I do think some of our students may stay home more. I think some of our students don't want to be home because the same restrictions basically apply if you're in, a, uh, in an area where there's been an uptick in cases anyway. So I think we can provide that safe uh, and secure environment for students to learn even in a modified way and to interact even in a modified way. Um, so I think what these do, these they're not really restrictions, they're health protections that maximize keeping the virus at bay on our campuses. And I think as the largest system of public education in the country, we've been in large part able to demonstrate to the community and to uh, uh, the state that we were able to reopen even in a modified way to keep the virus at bay. And I think these are the things you have to do in, a, in an environment where you're in a pandemic uh, in the society as a whole. I think we're all living, living a little differently right now, but our, our, our fundamental responsibility, our prime responsibility is making sure our students have an ability to learn in the ways they want to learn and having them back in the classroom is the way to do that. What was your reaction to the presidential election and what will the potential impacts of a Biden administration be on the state of SUNY, um, SUNY funding and those questions? 
I, I, we are always happy to have anyone who will support public higher education um, uh, in any official uh, capacity help us. Uh, we're looking forward to working with, with whatever administration it would have been, whether it be the Trump administration or the Biden administration. Um, I will note that uh, Dr. Joe Biden uh, is a, a, a teacher. Uh, uh, she is a proponent of public higher education, um, and she spent a, a lot of her career in the community college system, which I think is really important. I think the community college system is a real important foundation for providing access to a large portion of our population, be an 18-year-old or a 45-year-old, who wants to get a new credential and a new opportunity at a new uh, marketplace. So we're excited by that potential. But, you know, SUNY as a system, we support people who support public higher education, period. It doesn't matter the party. It doesn't matter anything else like that. So we welcome any support to help us. All right, let's keep the conversation going. That's SUNY Chancellor Jim Malatris. Thanks so much. Thank you.